You're listening to a message from Christian Life Ministries in Coventry, a dynamic, growing church in the heart of the nation. We pray that God will speak to you through this word and impact your life for his glory. Mark, thank you so much and the band, and I hope you are doing really, really well today. If you are able to access a Bible, hard copy or on a device, why don't you come with me to Luke chapter 5. I've been uh, in the book of Luke in my devotions this week, and I came to this story that I know well, and many of you will know well, and I felt the Lord speak to me a word for this season. This is Luke chapter 5, breaking in at verse 17. It says this, One day Jesus was teaching, and Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. They'd come from every village in Galilee, and from Judea and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal those who were ill. Some men were carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up onto the roof and they lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd, right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven. The Pharisees and teachers of the law began thinking to themselves, who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus knew what they were thinking and asked, why are you thinking these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and walk. But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. Immediately, he stood up in front of them and took what he had been lying on and went home praising God. Everyone was amazed and gave praise to God. They were filled with awe and said, we have seen remarkable things today. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I want to talk today, my friends, about what I'm calling the breakthrough posture, the breakthrough posture. And I want to draw some principles that I believe are embodied in this story that are about posture. Posture is a word we've been using a bit recently. Posture naturally means the position in which someone holds their body when standing or sitting, but it also means a particular approach or attitude. My dictionary gives me an example of that meaning. It says trade unions adopted a militant posture. It's our approach. It's our attitude. It's our stance. I'm sure you know that the right physical posture can help your health. It can help your well-being. And a poor posture can do the reverse and can lead to pain. Esther, before she was in church leadership, was a physiotherapist. That means she can spot poor posture at 100 yards. That meant that when we were first married, if I was hunched over my computer, uh, then she would come in and she would literally straighten me up. And it means right now that if I hear her coming, I sit up straight with my shoulders back. And she normally says, oh, good posture, Martin, but it's only because I heard her on the way. I, you know, I know nothing about martial arts, but, um, and, and if you do, you don't need to email me on this. What I want to say is I've seen the videos, I'm sure you have, of some guys, sometimes a little guy, not even a big guy, breaking through some bricks or a big breeze block or something that you shouldn't really be able to break in a half with their hand. But what I've noticed is this, that it's not just the hand, it's the whole posture. It seems there's something there about the lineup of the body. It's, it's a posture thing. It's a stance thing. And I believe as in the natural, so in the spiritual. If we're going to see breakthrough, it requires the right 
posture. And I believe right now, as much as any time that I've lived through, as men of God, as women of God, as the people of God, we need the right spiritual posture. Last Sunday, Esther talked about sticking close to the shepherd, sticking close for for refreshing and for realignment and for anointing. To stick close to the shepherd, it's a posture thing. It's it's an attitude, it's a stance, it's a getting up and walking out today and saying, Father, I need you. Father, I'm I'm with you. I'm alongside you. I need refreshing. I need realignment. I need anointing. And I am sticking close to you. This week, there have been fresh announcements and, and further restrictions. And we could feel more constricted than ever. But we've been saying we passionately believe God is not on pause. The kingdom is not on pause. This, my friends, is a season for breakthrough. But it is going to require the right posture. Here in this story in Luke 5, the, 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 the friends, they, they, they pick up the guy on the mat literally and take him to the house and they get there and they find they can't even get in. They can't get near. There's a crowd presumably that's spilling out from the house. And the Bible tells us that the power of the Lord was present to heal. When was the power of the Lord not present to heal? But it, it even spells it out. There was something in that atmosphere that day. If you had a paralyzed friend, that was the day to get them in the room. And yet they found they were limited. But there was something about their posture, their attitude, their approach that meant they received the breakthrough anyway. I'd love us to dive into this story and look at it and notice what happens. And Firstly, I want us to notice this. They refused. I wonder if you can say refused. They refused to let the limitation have the last word. They refused to let the limitation have the last word. To carry a breakthrough posture, we, we have to do some refusing. There was a, a, an older man of God when I was first a Christian in our church. And in his office, he had this plaque and it said, I refuse to gratify the devil by being discouraged. It's like this militancy. I will not. This is my posture. We have to do some refusing to carry the right spiritual posture. And they refuse to let limitation have the last word. The Bible tells us about this crowd and it says it's when they could not find a way to do this, meaning bring him before Jesus, because of the crowd, they... You know, if you didn't know the story, you'd never guess they broke in through the roof. I mean, if it was multi-choice, you know, they, A, um, apologized to their friend that it was full and said, let's try tomorrow. They, B, uh, waited outside a bit disheartened and discouraged. They, C, uh, tried to, uh, to get the crowd to let them in because they had a paralyzed man. Or, D, they broke in through the roof. It's like, I don't think we would do that. It was like, what on earth is going on here? But... Breakthrough faith is unreasonable faith. This is unreasonable. Breakthrough posture is unreasonable. And it doesn't refuse the existence of limitation. It doesn't deny the reality of limitation. It doesn't ignore limitation. It doesn't pretend limitation isn't there. But it refuses to be defined by limitation. It refuses to say, this is it. This is my lot. Nothing's going to change. It comes and says, I am believing for something different. You know, if you want to get what everyone else is getting, you just need to do what everyone else is doing. But if you want to thrive in this difficult season, you will need a different posture. I will need a different posture. But I believe in Christ we can find strength and hope. I believe this is one of the ways the church of Jesus Christ is going to shine in these days because his people carry a different 
posture. The breakthrough posture refuses to let limitation have the last word. You know, it's easy sometimes to let limitation have the last word. I'm sure you've heard the story about the elephant. It, it's, it's known, I, I understand, that when elephants are little in some parts of the world where they're held captive, that a big stake is put on the ground and a rope is put around the elephant's leg, this baby elephant, and it's tied to this stake that it can't pull up and it tries and it tries. And one thing about elephants is that they have an incredible memory. And as the elephant gets bigger and bigger, it, it remembers it can't pull the stake up. And it gets to a size where it could pull the stake up, but it doesn't even try. The breakthrough posture refuses to let limitation have the last word. It's, it's Moses with his staff over the Red Sea with the Egyptians bearing down. It's, it's Paul and Silas in the prison cell singing hymns at the midnight hour, though they've been flogged and, and chained. It's Hannah crying out to God for a child. Right now, I know it's tough and I know there are some limitations in our world, but the breakthrough posture refuses to let those limitations be the final word. I want to tell you, my friends, God has the final world word. Right now it comes down to posture. We have to ask ourselves, can I still pray? Yes. Can I still grow? Yes. Can I still worship? Yes. Can I connect with other Christians? Yes. Can I fulfill my purpose? Yes. Can I be a blessing to others and serve others? Yes. And yes. But I'm going to need the right posture. You know, I'm burdened for, for many and especially for our young people. I think this has been spiritually the toughest probably on our young people for whom face-to-face -face connection is so important but if you are a young person and you are engaging with this I urge you in this season not to give up not to let these limitations define you I know you might be longing for face-to-face -face and you hear about Ignite starting up on Zoom and you might think I'm not the biggest fan of video let me tell you you cannot afford to not move ahead without a spiritual context to your life with brothers and sisters. And I urge you, it's a posture thing. It's an attitude. It's an approach that says, this might not be first choice, but I am going to refuse to let the limitations define me. I'm going to move forward in God. At the start of lockdown, I, I said in one of the messages, do not allow yourself to confuse the provision with the provider. Sometimes we can look, the source of provision, and, and it dries up or it changes, and we think that's the end, but the provision is not the provider. We need to keep our eyes on the provider. We don't need to allow limitation to have the last word, but remember there is one who has the final word. So we have to refuse to let limitation have the last word. Secondly, we look at this story, they determined. Can you say determined? They determined to get in front of Jesus. I, I love this. They they knew that nothing else would do. It had to be Jesus. They didn't bail out. They, they didn't go away disappointed or disillusioned or discouraged or any of the other Ds. They, they decided and they determined to get in front of Jesus. Have you ever thought about the logistics of this operation? I mean, listen, if I'm the guy on the map and they're saying, listen, here's the idea. We're going to go up on the roof. We're going to dismantle the roof. We're going to take the tiles off, make a big hole. And then we'll tie some ropes to the mat and we'll lower you down one on each corner. Like I know the risk of me rolling off that mat is massive. I'm going to say, seriously, guys, I'm cool. I'm cool with the mat. I'm all right. There's going to be other meetings. Like don't do this to yourselves. But actually they knew they had to get him in front of Jesus. This posture will change your life. We have to determine to get in front 
of Jesus. I'm not belittling any of the other things around our world that are important to our spiritual health and growth. We talked a couple of weeks about how we approach even these online services and, and engaging with worship and what we listen to and being in community. But none of those things are a substitute for getting in front of Jesus. No one else will do. Sometimes we have to do whatever it takes. You now, sometimes you will know you have to just get in front of the right person. Before Esther and I were married, I, I urgently needed a job and I spoke to someone, gave me some advice, said, you need to sit with one of the partners of this recruitment agency. I remember I phoned up the agency and I, I, and I tried to book an appointment. They said, oh, we're not taking appointments. And I said, well, what can I do? How, how can I make this happen? They said, just send in your CV. I remember saying to him, well, could you possibly give me one of the partner's names so I can mark it for his attention? Would that be okay? And reluctantly, they gave me a name. Later on that day, I, I went into their office and I showed up with my CV and I, I said, I'm here for this person and the partner. And I said, I'm, I'd love to put it in his hand personally and I'm happy to wait as long as it takes. I remember the receptionist kind of showed me to a seat and gave me a bit of a funny look. And about an hour later, she said, are you, are you sure you don't just want to leave it? I said, seriously. I'm really happy to wait as long as it takes to put it in his hand personally. A little bit later, she got up and she went through and I could see through the glass screen and through into this big open plan office and she went over the far side and she knocked on a, like a corner office and this guy came out and I could see them looking over in my direction. And I knew the conversation was her going, there's this weird guy who's turned up and he's refusing to go away. And, and a little bit later, the guy came out to me. He said, hi, I... I hear you're here to give me a CV. Why, why don't you come in for a few minutes? A few minutes turned into an hour, and it was the most helpful hour of my life at that time, and it led to me getting an amazing job. And after my first pay packet, I went back, and I gave him a thank you gift. You know, sometimes you've got to get in front of the right person. I want to tell you right now, the right person is Jesus. You might say, well, the right person is always Jesus. I just know, I know in my own life I have to get in front of Jesus. Recently in my prayer times, I... I have been, I've been getting up in the morning and I physically, I have been seeing myself in the spirit in front of Jesus. I said, Jesus, I need to come in front of you. I need your wisdom today. I need your presence today. I need your peace today. I need, I cannot do this without you. I have to get in front of Jesus. When we uh, were invited to come here to bring leadership to this church in Coventry. John Partington, who was the national leader of our movement at the time, he, he invited us and he believed that God was in it for us to come. We had prophetic words from other people who believed it was right in God for us to come. The elders met and agreed that it was right in God for us to come. But guess what? I needed to get in front of Jesus. I needed to know and I needed to know because if I'm being honest with you, I was thinking if this doesn't work out, I need to know that not everybody else thought it was right, but I know that Jesus wanted me to come. And I want to encourage you that what you're, whatever you're walking through right now, we have to come in front of Jesus. We have to firstly refuse to let limitation have the last word, but secondly, we have to determine to come in front of Jesus. That's what these, these guys did. In this story. Thirdly, they resolved. Can we say resolved? They resolved. We have to do some refusing, some determining, some resolving. They resolved to break through together. They resolved to break through together. Time doesn't allow me to really fire up on this in the way that I might. But this group is one of the great life groups of all time. 
They were there with their friend who was on a mat. And I don't know how they knew him or whether they'd grown up, if he was recently paralyzed. I, we don't know. We don't get to hear. But we know that there's a group of them. We, we know that not one person can lower down a, a, a man on a mat. This is a team. They needed each other. And my point is this. We need to get in front of Jesus alone. But the breakthrough posture will massively benefit from being part of others. My friends, maintaining this posture with others isn't easy, but by ourselves, it is unspeakably tough. And I know if I'm going to get through these next few months thriving, if I'm going to get through these next few months on fire for God, if I'm going to keep in step with the Spirit who is not on pause and fulfill His purpose for my life, I have to do it with others. I'm going to need others, and you are going to need others. We were not designed to do this alone. Genesis, look, looking, God looking at his creation said, it is not good for man to be alone. Jesus says, this is my command, love one another. Acts 2 says they devoted themselves to the fellowship, koinonia, to one another. They belong to each other. Paul writing speaks about the body. He says, we belong to one another. Recently in our prayer and fasting uh, three days, we had these Zoom prayer meetings and it was amazing to hear some different people pray that we hadn't heard pray. And, and I've heard people since say, it was so powerful for me. I was moved when I heard this person pray that I hadn't heard their voice in prayer for many weeks, maybe for months. And it did something. Why? Because we belong to one another. And we have to resolve. Friends, I, I, I want to encourage you, resolve to be a part of your life group. Resolve to be a part of Student Connect. Resolve to do the journey with others. Sign up for Rooted and make a resolution that the breakthrough posture, if you're going to get through and break through, you're going to need to not do it alone. Check in with a brother, a sister, somebody, somewhere. When I was at university, there was a group of us, we used to get up and, and meet to pray at something like 7.30 in the morning. And I was normally go to bed at 2 o'clock in the morning in those days. But I would get up. I, I could not have got myself out of the duvet if it was just for me. But I knew that there were some brothers who were waiting for me. They were waiting for me to be there. In recent weeks, Esther and myself, we, we have made a fresh decision Monday to Friday. And, and, and we know as a married couple, as obvious it seems, it, there can be a battle to pray together. And we know that. But we've made a, a fresh resolve to get up, uh, set, meet 7 o'clock at our dining table every morning. And that accountability to one another has propelled us to get up and to do it and to pray and then to go into our personal devotions. It's had the effect. You might say, well, I'm, I'm not married or... Or, or my spouse isn't a believer, or they're on a different shift. Uh, listen, that's not the point. The point is, do, do you know someone? Have you got a brother or a sister? Can you make an agreement? Would it help you to say, I need to get in front of Jesus and I need you to help me. So can we FaceTime every morning at this time and just check in and pray briefly and do what we need to do? My friends, the breakthrough posture is an attitude. It says, if limitations there, I'm, I'm not going to let it be final. It's an attitude that says, I am going to get in front of Jesus. It's an attitude that says, I'm going to do this with others. And finally, and time is gone, they unleashed kingdom impact for God's glory. In reality, they, they didn't unleash it. But the consequence of their refusing and determining and resolving was that kingdom impact was let loose. Jesus is there. He says, friend, your sins are forgiven. And then he knows that the Pharisees are thinking, who is this guy? Only God can forgive sins. And he says, which is easier to say, 
your sins are forgiven or get up. Paralyzed man, be healed and walk. But he says, so that you know, get up and walk. And he says, everyone was amazed and gave praise to God. The man was healed. But also, this is the first time in Luke's gospel that clearly Jesus gives a clue to his own divinity. This is an incredible day. It's an incredible moment. It's, it, we're talking about it here today, 2,000 years later. Why? Because they carried a breakthrough posture. And I know, my friends, if we determine, I know it's not easy. I'm not asking us to do what is easy. I'm asking us to do what is right and to set the right posture for the coming season. We are going to see the unleashing of kingdom impact for the glory of God because this is how God works. He sees faith and he responds to faith. And miracles will tell stories and give testimonies and raise faith and shine the light and introduce others to Jesus because this is how the kingdom comes. As I finish, I know it's not easy refusing. It's not easy determining. It's not easy resolving. If it was, everyone would be doing it. But I want to tell you, you can live with a breakthrough posture. You can do this. We can do this. And when we do, we will see the glory of the Lord in our midst. We set ourselves for the season we're in and we set ourselves for the months that lie ahead. And I simply want to invite you that if in your heart, and, and if you're doing really well, great. If you're not doing well at all, this could be for you just to say, Lord, I don't feel like I have a breakthrough posture, but I want to respond today to say, Lord, would you help me? I need to shift my position. I need to shift my stance. And I'm asking for you to help me and he will help you. And if that's you, if you can respond and say, I want to embody this breakthrough posture, will you pray for me? I'm going to invite you right where you are to stand and to open up your heart. Holy Spirit, would you come into homes right across this city and beyond for those that, that are struggling, for those that are doing well, for those that have been living this, for those that have been nowhere near this. And I pray, Holy Spirit, you would help us as a people to respond and to set our attitude, our approach, our stance in the right place, in the right direction to move forward in faith. Lord, I pray today for my incredible friends as they stand where they are. Come, Holy Spirit. I pray, would you surround them with your love and your grace. I pray for any that particularly need to refuse to let limitation be the last word. Would you cause faith to arise? Let there be a new day. Let them look beyond their circumstances and see you and see that you are in control. I pray for those that need to determine to come before you, King Jesus, that as they set themselves, they would encounter your presence. There would be a daily meeting with you and walking with you. I pray for those that need to resolve to do this with others, that you would cause spiritual friendships to be defined and to arise in this season. I pray for Christ and to community at another level. Would you help us to learn how to do this as brothers and sisters together? I pray for powerful conversations. And we pray, God, that as we set a breakthrough posture, would you give us a season of miracles and testimonies for your glory for your majesty, we pray in your precious name and we thank you and we say together, amen. The band are going to lead us right now into what for us is a brand new song available. It says, narrow as the road may seem, I'll follow where your spirit leads. Broken as my life may be, I will give you every piece. I hear you call, I am available. I say yes, Lord, 
I am available. And I invite you, if you're standing, to remain standing. If you're not, would you stand for this final song in your home, wherever you are, and open up your heart, and let's make this a response. We say, Lord, here we are. Would you help us? Would you help us to adopt the right posture? We are available for your glory, and we need you to come as we worship you. Let's enter in.